That Force Radio. That Force Radio is rated M for mature. Or should that be immature? This is Sean Murphy, and you're listening to Bat Force Radio. Hey guys, Dustin Wynn, and you're listening to Bat Force Radio. Hey, this is Scott Snyder, and you're listening to Bat Force Radio. This is Paul Dini, listening to Bat Force Radio. This is Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman, and you're listening to Bat Force Radio, so stay tuned. Welcome again back to Bat Force Radio. I'm not going to bore everyone with another intro here as we're recording this episode moments after episode 282 with Sean Murphy discussing spoiler-free talk of Batman Beyond the White Knight. So we're just going to jump right back in here. So we're this episode will be out as of March 29th. And if you have not yet read the first issue of Batman Beyond the White Knight... Pause it here, read that issue, because we're going to spoil everything from here on. So, here we go. Um, okay, hey. so... Hey, guys. Uh, <laughs> hey, welcome back. Okay. All right. Long time no talk. Obi-Wan! Probably not you. a good idea to be four drinks into the beginning of an episode. Um, uh, Sean, did you know that intro music was written by your very own Obi-Wan? Rosa, really? I didn't know he was multi-talented. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, what, what was the hear, other talent? Oh yeah, coming up with the name. <laughs> when you hear Kevin Conroy read your uh, oh, say the God. line, I like I tried to do my sexy voice. I'm not as sexy as Kevin Conroy. <laughs> <laughs> Funny story for that is that um, that was at the Dallas convention, uh, Dallas Con Fan Expo, and he was like. You want me to say what? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking <Yeah>. nerds. <laughs> and in the Bruce Wayne voice, it like it's like your childhood is disapproving mm. of you in that moment. That is yeah. brutal. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And he was fine. Yeah. I mean, my uh, my my art dealer uh paid him to make a video uh what's that website called? Cameo. Cameo. Yeah, thank you. He got a Cameo and he had Kevin read some lines from White Knight. And, oh uh, my god! Yeah, my wife was pissed. She's like, "Fuck!" He always gets a better gift than I do. Like, she- <laughs> <laughs> that was what was that occasion for? Uh, I think uh, um, oh, birthday, forty nice, uh, forty one birthday. Yeah, wow. I have that file That's... too. I should have sent it to you, but uh, yeah, it's, it's it's pretty weird. Like, you know, you definitely go back to your twelve year old <laughs> self and think, like, I can't believe I've done a Batman book. I have a career on it, and it's compared to um the animated series and even kevin conroy is kind of aware of the book even though he hasn't read it um yeah it's it's nuts man it's uh, i'm usually a pretty cynical guy just like with obi wayne but um mm-hmm. in that moment I, I got a little teary that was pretty cool oh man sean you know i know um we uh you know we're fans first and foremost we're just a bunch of nerds that read books you know and uh, i think you were still unanimously the only guy Whose work that we've, you know, art and and words who we've looked at, that I think we all unanimously uh, say that you're great, and that's mm-hmm. very very rare amongst right. all of us sitting here, including some of the guys that aren't. Um, that's great. Every, so, uh, we uh, argue we're... so like this whole week we've been arguing about the Batman uh, the movie. <laughs> you know, like there's yeah. some of us that fucking hate it. There's some of us that are like feeling that we're cheating on Keaton. Um, there's some of us <laughs> that love it. 
<laughs> but you're an example of like across the board, like unanimously, your shit comes out, and we're just like, God damn, this guy can't. I mean, of course, aside from the damaged books, um, your stuff is 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 unanimously bad force approved, and that is extremely rare, especially so, when we got a guy named Grumps. On that so you've had team. Scott Snyder on the podcast, obviously, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, yeah. So someone here didn't like him. Oh, oh yeah. my god, dude! No, it's like like if you take our <laughs> average, if if you take our average for Scott, we're yeah. probably at like a like a six You know, as far as like Ooh. his overall Ooh. work, and Sean Murphy right. is Sean Murphy's at like a strong nine eight. I would say. Wow, I can't wait to tell Scott. He was gonna take that news extremely well. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, like we were talking about it. Like uh, you know, it's always a risk to do something so niche with uh, you know, like he did the whole metal thing, right? Yep. And he went like real niche with it, and yep. um, you got to really love like if you if you if you like like outer space and like crazy galactic shit with like you know world ending shit like if that's your thing you're gonna love it. But if yep. you want like if you want like Batman inside of Gotham working with the 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 rogues and working with the or fighting the rogues and working with the Bat family, yeah, yeah. like you're not gonna like it, you know. Yeah. And uh, so it just depends. It's just flavors and yeah. taste. It's like food, you know. Certain yeah. people like Indian food. Certain people don't. But you're you're right. you're like Thank you. you're like the perfect slice of New York pizza, man. Like I don't think anyone can really say that uh, you're you're bad. So yeah, no, like I'm, I'm thin, uh, relatively expensive <laughs> and easy to get. And every now and then, a rat will drag me down to the sewer. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, okay. Uh, I Robin, how can I was you gonna land that? That joke was risky. I'm like, ooh. Can no, I no, this? I love it. <laughs> okay, Robin, can you tell us what we're doing here? Because I'm too buzzed to even fucking know what we're doing. <laughs> All right, so uh, yeah, well, let's jump in. I'm gonna get back to uh, my so, spoilers. PDF. The last yeah. page reveals that Joker is still around. <laughs> is and isn't. You got to take a beat first. <laughs> the end. Sorry. No, <laughs> I, I warned them in the beginning. If if, if they were uh, unprepared for spoilers, then they weren't. You said it, right, on the intro? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah you it it couldn't be yeah, a Batman good. book without the Joker. So, I mean, it's kind of, it's mm. not a spoiler, but it's not a surprise, but it's like a, mm. a big part of the story, I, you know? Should I, can I spoil issue two and I explain why Joker's there and how he's there. Is that yeah. going balls yeah, deep, man. Yeah, we might as well because it's a it's a okay. brilliant uh, mechanic for this story. Balls deep. Right. Go ahead. So my mistake in Curse of the White Knight is by issue one I should have finished with Jean-Paul Valley getting into the suit. I think by in, in Curse I made the mistake of issue one and two together is kind of the pitch for the whole story. And by separating them I think it weakens the book. So for this series, I want all of it to be an issue one. You get caught up on Bruce, gets he breaks out of jail. Uh, uh, you get a, caught up on Harley and Dick and all this stuff. Like it's all the pieces are there. And the last big thing that's really going to hook you, because I believe in cliffhangers, because a lot of comics don't seem to do them anymore, is he is escaping and suddenly he hears a voice and it's the Joker. It's a big splash of the Joker. And Joker is seemingly alive and... Not aged at all, which is kind of weird. And um, the reason that he is around, because I made a big deal, and I said, when I kill someone, they're dead. Yes, Joker's dead. He is a hologram projected from Bruce's head. Um, I didn't mean for that to rhyme. That was weird. No, so, it was masterfully done. So Bruce freaks out. And the next issue, he's like, what the fuck? What are you? He starts to like attack Joker, and his punches are just going through them. And he's like, what the hell? 
And uh, Bruce is smart, so he figures it out. He's like, okay, so you're some kind of hologram. And Joker's like loving it because he's just sort of fucking with him. And this isn't really Joker. He's Jack Napier, but he can't help but still fuck with him as a Joker would. And uh, his pitch to Batman is like, I am a microchip in your head. Uh, you were, it was planted in your brain years ago when I beat your ass on that rooftop back in volume one. And mm-hmm. Bruce is like defensive. He's like, you didn't beat my ass. I, I was hurt and Gordon hit me with a car. It wasn't a fair fight. And uh, Joker's like, oh, actually, I sort of, you know, cr- set up that whole night. So, yeah, I'd say kick your ass. And uh, while you're unconscious, I put a Mad Hatter chip in your brain. And I'm a program that's designed to kick on when you need my help. And uh, Bruce is furious because he cannot get rid of him, basically. A short of a lobotomy, he's stuck with Joker. So the premise for Beyond is it's kind of a buddy cop movie where uh, Bruce is forced to go on this adventure with his like number one fan. And Joker can't help but geek out all the time and point out how awesome Batman is, how epic he is. <laughs> he's like, oh, man, the way you said that line was perfect. Like, Isn't it good to be back together again? And Bruce is like hating this. <laughs> Joker keeps going like, this is why we're best friends. And Batman's like, we're not best friends. Like he's losing his mind. And uh, part of him thinks that he's just hallucinating uh, and just like seeing shit or whatever. And um, as he's talking to, I should, I should say Jack, not Joker. As he's talking to Jack, people can hear him. So other people are starting to think that Bruce is losing his mind. But the benefit of uh, Jack is he's kind of like a Jarvis in a way. He's able to download stuff and give Bruce information about the city. So it's like duck into that alley, swim this way, go over here. You've got 10 minutes before the cops are here. Like he looks at a, uh, that's probably too spoilery, but yeah, he's kind of like along for the ride. And eventually Bruce is going to start to see, um, see the benefit of having Joker around. And uh, I'm really loving playing with that because a lot of the book turns into a comedy I mean, there's literally a point where Jack is like booping Bruce's nose as Bruce is screaming at him. And uh, I love it, man. I could write the two of them as a, a comedy duo forever. And and it doubles well, too, because uh, they're, they're the scenes like you, you've mentioned where Jack is sort of speaking as the reader. You know, yeah. like, oh, please, please tell me you have some other bat suits that, that we haven't <laughs> yeah. seen before. And that's what I was hoping. Like, yeah, I, I hope we see another bat suit here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank yeah. you, Joker, for speaking and, for me. And it's funny because when I did the uh, Obi-Wan costume, I was worried, like, ah, uh, maybe people won't like this. And I have Joker voice my concerns. And he goes, I don't know, like the. The, the coat is kind of like a cape and the ears are there. Like I'm, I'm kind of liking it. You know, at first I wasn't sure of it, but it's, it's very good. You look like a, a new sexy, like silver, silver Fox Batman or something like that. Yeah. And it works perfect because Joker is now like his Jedi ghost. <laughs> on his, Holy shit. His you're right. Yeah. Oh, Gramps. God fucking damn it. You're on a roll tonight. Yeah. Gramps, you should drink every day. Man, <laughs> you're having great ideas. I guess the ref woke up. What happened? <laughs> Fire on all cylinders. He, yeah, all it takes right. is a, yeah. And uh, yeah, goes. And between uh, sort of speaking for the reader, uh, it, it's more story related. Is it's cool that you know while Bruce is having to do this off the grid uh low tech no tech uh version of himself having to just rely on his brains and everything mm-hmm. having this aspect of jack that jack himself implanted into his brain gives him the advantage that he needs to to be able to pull any of this off 
Right. Mm. Yeah, exactly. So Bruce will go up to a building and say, can you download Blueprint? Like he's able to, because he's smart, he's able to figure out what Jack can probably do. Yeah. <clears throat> and, and he's uh, sort of Alfred. In, yeah, in exactly. And, and Robin. Jack even says that. I'm like Alfred and... Uh, Robin. You know, yeah. I almost had him say... Oracle. Like, I'm, I'm like Ask Jeeves. But I'm trying to stay away <laughs> from like... Uh, dated references like that. Yeah. Yeah. No, but yeah. yeah, he used to call. Didn't he call? Didn't he call uh, Alfred Jeeves? He used to call Alfred Jeeves. I think he point. did. Yeah, yeah, I think he did. <laughs> um, I want to give you a shout out, Sean. Obviously, this whole episode is obviously a Sean Murphy shout out. However, I want to give you a shout out for when he goes into his one of his bunkers, one of his uh, safe houses. Yeah. And Joker gets so excited about the suit that's on the wall. And he goes, oh, my God, the black and the yellow. It's so <laughs> retro, right? Um, may I ask you, what is the what is the inspiration behind that suit? Uh, Michael, Michael Keaton, of course. <laughs> no cheating on Keaton here. So in issue one, that that uh, prop is actually in the background. I got it stuck on my... Windowsill again. Nice. Yeah, this thing really works. By NECA, by the way. Shout well, out one, to one time, one episode, Tom shot that thing, and then it actually dragged him across the room. <laughs> shot out of frame. And I weigh close to 400 pounds, so that is a feat. <laughs> he wasn't wearing pants like, either. I thought you were going to nab your cat and drag the cat into the shot or something. I wanted to ask, um, you know, obviously your love and your your background is so heavily influenced by the animated series but also did you watch beyond as well as much uh yeah yeah i definitely um went through the whole series to to do research and all that and thought about what i wanted to keep what i wanted to tweak i am not as familiar with it like i've seen the whole series through maybe one and a half times my whole life Mm. Um, I, i was in college when it started coming out so i was just i didn't have a tv it wasn't on my radar so i had to catch up later on you're busy meeting your wife yeah, busy driving around, doing drugs, getting laid. <laughs> Being cool. Being cool. Sean, once you guys wrap up, I mean, shout out to your podcast right now that you do. Bat, what is it called again? So the, the readers uh, can or the listeners can go and jump in? Badass Podcast. B-A-T-T-A-S-S. Yeah. Um, it's me and, my, and Clay, who's been helping, write, helping me write uh, White Knight since 2017. And we basically go through all the episodes and talk about what we liked about it. And then we talk about it from a comic book perspective. So that's kind of our twist. Uh, we're not just two idiots talking about the show. We actually have a comic book background. And uh, we just started, uh, we just recorded the first two episodes of The Beyond. You just started with The Beyond Universe. That's why I brought it up is uh, if you guys want to jump in on revisiting that universe, Sean is just getting around to that with the series on his yep. own podcast. So, and it's, uh, you know, I've, I've heard from fans uh, who talk about that, and they say like they love that you're so open and honest about the comic industry. While it's very refreshing, because not only are you like guys revisiting the show, but you're doing it from the perspective of a comics writer or a, or a comics creator, and so that's no one else is really doing that. And so it's oh, giving like a really cool behind the scenes aspect for a lot of people that you have yeah. a lot of inside information that people find very interesting. <laughs> so I try, yeah, it's that line of like I don't want to, uh, I want to be genuine and honest and i'm happy to say stuff that most people try not to say i just don't have the self self-preservation i guess um but i do love comics like i want that to come through but i, I do go on a few rants pretty quickly too like i've realized <laughs> my super ability my superpower is to like rant at stuff that like man i must have been more upset at this than i realized because i just did a big <laughs> one on 
<laughs> for DC. Like I tore the asshole out of that shit. And I'm, I wrote to Clay after I'm like, man, I must've been harboring some shit for a while. Cause that <laughs> rant came out perfectly. It was like written. It was so mm. well. I didn't stutter. I didn't skip. I didn't go, uh, I, I had it. And uh, I worry about that. Like maybe I'm more annoyed with comics <laughs> than I give myself credit for. It's refreshing. Did you see or hear about Grant Morrison recently with his Substack? I think it's Substack. Did you hear about him and, and the post that he made about DC and Marvel? No, what did it say? So basically, long story short, he basically shat on DC and Marvel for like he he came out saying, "Hey guys, I'm going to do a Substack subscription." Obviously, it's Grant Morrison. A lot of people want to see what he's saying, so right. they subscribed. And then his second or third like post was just. An insanely detailed, honest, <laughs> behind-the-scenes like diary of his relationship with DC and Marvel, and how he feels that as a creator, he's been slighted, and he gave he gave them so much, uh, yeah. so many ideas, and so much of his life, and so much of his. We all knew this coming in at this point, though. Uh, I'm not saying we deserve to be treated this way, but um, if you told me, like, hey. Let's say, let's say, uh, Robin, you're going to get into the comics, right? And before you walk through that door, I'm like, all right, through that door is comics. Uh, you're not going to get paid very much. Uh, you're going to have to fight for what's yours. People are going to do their best to uh, try to, you know, ignore you or not give you, you know, your your time of the day. Um, once you make it, people are going to be pissed. They'll be combing through your Twitter and social media trying to find reasons to cancel you. Um, they'll probably use your shit, and not tell you. And uh, by the way, everyone in, in that through that door is uh, a weird introvert in high school who never really got laid, and they're all like have the rest of development and don't even know how to fucking clip their own nose hairs. Uh, also, if they ever make a movie out of your shit, you're probably not going to make any money off of that. I mean, probably like Bob. I'm sorry, um, uh, guy who created Batman. You'll get Bill Fingered in a lot of ways because you like Ooh. look at like the wake of destruction that has been left in the last 70 years of creators getting fucked over. Like it is clear what's going to happen through that door. Do you still want to go through it? Like you really love Batman that much? No, nope, I want to uh, go through the door. <laughs> for a lot of us, the answer is yeah, of course. But um, mm. at this point, yeah, it annoys me that these problems still exist. But at some point, I'm also like, wasn't I kind of asking for it? <laughs> like, I've seen the documentary about Bill Finger. Uh, is it just my turn to get to get screwed over? And I don't even think it's technically screwed over. I think that Warner Brothers doesn't talk to DC, which doesn't mm. talk to merchandising, and it's like no one's coordinating. And it's kind of no one's fault, but it's kind of everyone's fault. And it is what it is. Like, I don't get me wrong. I I am definitely a capitalist for the most part, but. Uh, at, at the same time, and I said this in the last podcast, do I love drawing Batman? Yeah. Do I love working for a multi-billion dollar corporation that uses my stuff and turns it into toys without asking me or paying me or this and that? Not always. I feel like there could be some improvements made. I think of myself as kind of a company guy, and I could probably point to a few things that could be cleaned up a little bit, and hopefully it'll do that. But um yeah, I, I my fear was uh, when I was watching the Batman. I thought I'm going to get Bill fingered here, you know. <laughs> yeah, you flip they're the gonna use some, They're going to use some big uh, white knight plot point, and <laughs> yeah. then billions of people around the world are going to say Matt Reeves is a genius. <laughs> <laughs> I know. You were you or were very were nice. With, like 
when they were leading with the uh, big secret for the Wayne family, I was like, oh God, please don't use the curse stuff. Like, yeah. Or use it for the sequel. <laughs> don't or, use uh, save the car. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I, yeah, I don't think they'll do that in a, in a movie movie. But yeah, um, like I, I, I'm concerned about it. I, I do love it, um, but I just don't understand. Well, I guess I do understand why these problems exist, and then I'll shut up. But I mean, there's just not enough money in comics. If we were paying better, we would have people that were, you know, better at editing, better at marketing, better at leading. People who wouldn't be, if they were, if the editors are being well paid, they probably wouldn't be posting stupid shit on Twitter all the time and abandoning customers. Um, you know, artists would be more satisfied and less likely to rock the boat. But you know, there's just not enough money. Period. That's that's basically what all of this comes down to. I, I hate to say it, but it's pretty black and white. This has been unedited and uncut <laughs> with Sean Murphy. You are listening to Bat Force Radio, and that is going to be our soundbite for this episode, uh, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Let me introduce to you. The there Grumpler himself, <laughs> Mr. Bat Force Grumps, in the there building. Here he is, in the flesh. Uh, we were just actually, on the last episode, Grumps, we were singing uh, Sean's praises and saying uh-huh. that up until this point, I think he has been the only creator in film, uh, in comics, in television that has unanimously been uh, enjoyed and liked by the Bat Force. Um, current movie in theaters uh uh, uh, included so, um, and no easy task, and uh, ex- especially coming from an individual known as the Grumps. I do believe that you said that you <laughs> have been enjoying the White Knight universe. So, oh yeah, well thanks. Definitely. You know, you yeah. missed the part where uh, Legends bitched to me about his original art. That, uh, <laughs> oh, we were past that, Sean. I'm going back. Go back to the well. <laughs> this is Sean. If you could draw something on a fucking napkin, he'll buy it for six grand. <laughs> you know, whatever. Just... I love it. I wanted just... to get back to uh, to the story beyond the White Knight. You know, one thing that I liked, um, and you made it a point once you finally revealed, yeah, my new story is called Batman Beyond White Knight, and focusing on Batman Beyond. You made a point to let it be known that Terry is Asian American. I, and I regret saying that, oh. but go ahead. Why? Well, I, I, you know, watching the series in the intro, you can see, um, yeah. I think the, it was animated in Korea. So you see the letters, you know, on the city buildings and stuff, which you include right. in the yeah. book. Yeah. And I always, you know, watching it, you know, back then I always thought, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, it, it has that anime feel to it. Yeah. So it only made yeah. sense, you know, in the comic, which they didn't do in the, in the Canon Batman beyond. Right. But in your story, you, you tie that in. And I, and I, I like that. I am glad to do it. I wish I hadn't said that in an interview because that became the story. And oh. I, I feel like, so, okay. Yeah. So, uh, Everyone, there's a lot of people that mistakenly think that Terry is half Asian, me included. And part of the reason I think is because the cartoon is very Blade Runner. So you have all this kanji in the city, all these Japanese influences. And mm-hmm. who doesn't love, you know, Japanese animation, of course. And uh, even though Terry's parents are both, both obviously white, people just got it stuck in their heads. And there's even an artist that did a Batman Beyond comic. I don't know who he was, but he drew his mom Asian. 
and they had to like color correct and they changed her hair to red or they decided oh because a lot of people thought he was half asian he fucking should be half asian yeah um so i'm like you know what in my universe i'm just gonna give a section of the readers what they've always wanted he's officially half asian and i said it in this roundtable interview uh thinking it's just a little side because it's the point of the story isn't that he's half asian it's I, I just what I should have done is not said anything, and then you get to the page where he's talking to his mom. He's clearly mm-hmm. Asian, and then people who are paying attention are like, "Oh, all right, Terry's now half Asian. Awesome!" And then that's it because that's as mm. much. It shouldn't matter what race he is. Right? I know it's not what, a. It's not. It shouldn't yeah. be a talking point, but right. It is so, cool to see that, that you know someone actually pays attention. That's 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 my point. Is that yeah? Someone pays but, attention to the source material. Uh, speaking of Terry's parentage, though, uh, I will reveal something that I had asked you about privately uh, a few sure. weeks ago, uh, just because I know people will be waiting to see if this comes up and we can just eliminate this from the conversation, you know, when the yes. series ends and people say, because oh, he never, uh, he never right. touched on this. So I had asked yeah. you if you were doing the the Cadmus uh, involvement story where, you know, biologically wise, DNA wise, Bruce is technically Terry's father, and mm-hmm. you are not incorporating that uh, whole extra wrinkle into the story. No, not at all. I, I wasn't aware of that plot line until um, somewhat recently. Scott, uh, maybe like eight years ago, <laughs> Scott did it. Uh, he wrote a script for me for um, Detective Number Twenty Seven, and he talked about that that episode. And I just it was never on my radar. I'm like, oh shit! So I went back and watched it, and I had no idea that this idea of Bruce cloning himself so that Gotham would always have a Batman was a thing. And Scott got that idea. Uh, sorry, I'm getting the story kind of muddled here. But Scott got the idea of Batman always cloning himself from that episode of um, Justice League Unlimited, I think it was. And uh, I wasn't expecting that. I don't like the idea that there's f- like three bloodlines in Gotham and everyone's related to everyone. And everyone's fucking everyone. It's like, <laughs> can we get new blood in here, please? Um, yeah. So no, he's half Asian. So his mom is, I guess technically I could have him be half Asian, but that would mean Bruce implanted his Asian mom. But I feel like that's probably a bad look, right? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, all bets are off when you make it, you know, that this, uh, sort of evilish uh, corporation, was yeah. uh was at the heart of the thing being done and yes. and they were they were trying the same thing right like you know just to explain it uh, a little more for people uh, that what you alluded to scott's uh scott's take on it was yeah bruce cloning himself in effect so that goth would always have a batman uh if i'm remembering the story right cadmus was uh attempting to create a batman for for the next generation uh, by using putting Bruce's DNA into someone else who would then have a child who would sort of be the the uh, the the next Batman. Yeah, that I mean, in the age of wokeness too, there's a lot of problems with that uh, in general. Honestly, um, yeah, I don't, I, I don't. It's too complicated. Yeah, that that, that storyline wouldn't be written today. That's for I sure. like Terry's just some kid. He's a Spider-Man. I mean, that's the yeah. pitch for Batman Beyond. It's like, what if Spider this kid became Spider-Man, but Batman had to teach him how to be Spider-Man or something? Like, that's kind of what it is. It's Spidey 299, right? Yeah. Mm. Very cool. I like that. Yeah. So, uh, well, we'll jump into the issue because the the issue jumps right into the story. As soon as it starts, we see, we meet young Terry McGinnis. 
He is yeah. spelunking into the cave from the ruins of Wayne Manor. And uh, we find out quickly that he is uh, in comms. I don't think we find out right away. I think it's a few minutes before we find out. But he's uh, he's in contact with uh, with Powers, who has sent him there to retrieve a piece of technology that the issue we used to have that been left there. Yeah, if you look on page, uh, there's a three, page three and four, it's a two-page spread, and there's a panel, and you use a close-up of his wrist uh, communication thing, and you can see Derek Powers there if you're looking closely. Yeah. Uh, and if you don't catch mm-hmm. that, you'll obviously get it get it later. Uh, they wanted me to have a, a description, like a caption on that, too. I'm like, I, people can see his wristband. It's fine. Like, you don't have to over-explain <laughs> to the reader. <laughs> I have, like, my editor, too. She's really caught up on silent panels. She's like, there's no dialogue in this panel. Are you sure? Is there something that should be happening? And I'm like, no. Sometimes there's a beat in the pace. It's just a silent establishing shot. You don't have to have like, you know, it later on that night. You know? <laughs> yeah, I like that. I like that you're not too wordy in your in your writing. Not a knock on some other <laughs> writers, but I, yeah. I feel like your writing is is. It's just if I'm tired, it's gonna you know I got to be really awake to read something that's very yeah. wordy. You know. Yeah. Whereas your I, I, story kind of flows really easy, and it's I like yeah. books that flow really easy, and I don't have to think about you know this whole yeah. other separate side story that's going on. It's just dialogue. Like I try to think of it as like a movie. If you do a voiceover, you you should have a really, really, really good reason to. And I haven't really had a good reason to. I, I just try to keep all the reading is just dialogue. Um, but a lot of writers want the inner monologue. Um, it's kind of a tradition. It's kind of accepted. They don't even question it anymore. And I've always been annoyed with that in comics because I don't think it's needed. And uh, if I'm going to be insulting for a second, and I'm happy to do it, I'd say a lot of comic writers get insecure and they don't feel like um, they're leaving their mark unless they're putting their wordy gobbledygook somewhere in the panel. So the writing dialogue isn't clever enough for them. They really want to get into some prose. So writing inner monologues is a way for them to flex, basically, so they don't feel left out. I think that comes from insecurity, plus our long history of inner monologues. And I, I don't think it's needed, actually. And I know that annoys a lot of writers, but what are you going to do? Yeah, I, I know you've never liked doing that, like having and there's our sound you know, some, some, a, a character <laughs> sort of speaking to himself to, to convey information to the reader. And uh, right. is that uh, a tool that uh, Jack's involvement through this story uh, helped yeah. achieve for you? Yeah, he checks the box. I mean, so does Robin, if, if, if there was a Robin. is Bruce has somebody to bounce his ideas off of and explain to them what's going on. That way he doesn't have to have it in his head. Like, I just, yeah. yeah mm. I, 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 it's funny, because some people do think I'm still wordy, because even though I don't have inner, mon- inner monologues or narrations, I still have a lot of dialogue, and like especially volume one, I really should have tried to cut back the amount of, like, word salad that was everywhere but i was still kind of learning uh my footing one, but, uh, I, one thing that i like and i think this goes back to one of our earlier interviews and chats a long time ago yeah i don't like talking in a fight and you <laughs> you pulled that off in this one part but it's 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 the jedi joker talking well Bruce is getting at his ass kicked. <laughs> Force the, two, the two people fighting are not talking, and I like that. I was right. like, you know, Jedi Joker is just like, you know, hey, he's not going to feel that. He's not going to feel that. You, you're doing yeah. this wrong. Doing this yeah. wrong. <laughs> 
Yeah, if you're writing dialogue during a fight... Oh, so I'm curious, like, is it because people don't talk while they're fighting? Like, oh. they don't want to move their jaw while they're punching someone's jaw? Is that That's what bothers not true. you about if, it? If, if anyone has a problem with someone talking during a fight, uh, you need to watch Nate Diaz fight. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's an MMA fighter, the and master. he talks so much shit while he's punching a guy in the face. <laughs> it's, it's an art form in itself. You know, you're 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 flexing your rider muscle just as much as you're flexing your art muscle. I think for a lot of people is they just want to see a fucking fight and play out in the art. And uh, luckily for us, you're doing both gigs at the same time. So maybe that's you're coming. You're coming at it. And this is like not, I'm not saying this in a negative way, yeah. but you're coming at it from like the image heyday of yeah. artists in the 90s where. Like the artists were the rock stars, and the art was telling the story, and the the writer was there. You know what yeah. I mean? And so I think that people want to get back to that, and especially yeah. during a fight scene, that's what they love. Yeah. And so I think maybe the complaint with like talking or dialogue during a fight, maybe that's yeah. where it's coming from. Luckily for us, you're doing right. both, and you know how to balance it. So <laughs> it's funny. I mean. Uh... I was rewatching the Image Revolution documentary, which is amazing in so many ways. And I, but my goal always was I want to be like Silvestri or McFarlane, but I want to have um, my own unique grasp on storytelling, and I want to dive into how stories actually unfold. Like I don't want to just rest on the art. You know, the art's going to sell this book. I All I have to do is write, like, a C-level script, and I'm done. Like, I really wanted to be, <laughs> like, an image creator who actually really did care about the script first. And all of the art served the script, which is why I don't have any – I don't have enough splash pages in my shit is I forget to let the art do the work, honestly. So in issue one, I, I take care of the splashes. But, like, in these later issues I'm doing now, it's, like – it's all plot, and I'm like, man, I really wish I had more space to splash pages. Like, I'm, I'm forgetting the lesson of image, where you do have to just give people candy every now and then, mm. you know. So yeah, it's always a fine line to, to weave. Is you know, do I let the art take the the helm or just the, the writing? But yeah, if, I, me, if you're calling me an image creator who pays more attention to to writing, then I'll take that as a compliment. Thank you, <laughs> Grumps. Go ahead. There was no, there was one issue I was looking at tonight that I was. I guess wishing there would be a, a I don't think I don't think to call it splash page, but yeah. I guess when Bruce put on this new suit, he, you know, he painted it or whatever. I forget what issue it was. Um, yeah. But I was like looking for a bigger image to see the suit, and you're right, man. Yeah. I don't know. I'm looking at it on my phone, so maybe it was just my phone or whatever. But yeah. I was... Yeah. No, you're right. I I wish I, I'm cut at 22 pages, so I, I had so much to get through, and I was drawing that panel. And I'm like, man, I really want this to be a splash, because I not only could I sell it for a ton of money, but it just deserves. To <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, he forgets legends. a lot when he draws. He forgets a lot. Hang on, legends. Hang on. Let me give you a little spotlight real quick. <laughs> legends wants attention. Let me give it to him. So show them you your go. paste up here. It's too bad you have oh a frame. Show it's them frame. how. Hey, at least you have your hair. I told him to draw you bald, man. That's true. <laughs> He's like, I hope he draws that motherfucker bald. Hang on, Sean. Let me show you. Let me show you mine real quick. Everyone's throwing off theirs. Oh, yeah. nice. Uh, not that's bad, a much better page than his. I had to get yeah. the Keaton Batmobile in mine. You know that. Yeah. Oh. I uh, I have a scene bad, later on. Bad. 
I'm gonna get the Keaton in there again in this book. Not just for <gasps> yeah. you, son of a, a bitch. A scene where they use it again because I feel like it's kind of the tradition at this point. Is this guy again? Look at him. Uh, no legends. Mm-hmm. Just, hey, man. by the way, Sean, this is the guy that was complaining earlier. Okay, can you take notes real quick? <laughs> He's particular about what he wants. I get it. He's, it's Look at him, Mister Freeze. By the way, when yeah. when he saw when he saw you were doing the Freeze spinoff, and then all the Freeze work that you did in, in White Knight, I've never seen a guy literally come his pants so <laughs> hard about a comic. Then, then when he saw what you were doing, there is this freeze statue. Look at him. And, and you should see some of the other Freeze and Nora art pieces <laughs> you have. That's not going to make you blush. <laughs> that, that imagery is so iconic, man. Like, <laughs> Mr. Freeze is the biggest get from the animated series. Like It almost outshines Batman in some ways. You know? Yeah, that, yeah man. That, that origin story that, that Paul Dini, Dini. and Heart of Ice... Yeah. That revolutionizes the character. Shout outs! Yeah. Shout outs to uh, Harley's kids who have a Dini poster. Is that a Dini band? Yeah. What is what is the and, story uh, behind the, the Dini poster? In there. Yeah, I drew a bunch of uh, so her. She's got a punk rock twelve year olds, you know, bedroom. So she's got a bunch of music posters hanging out, and I doodled some skulls and some mohawks and stuff, and I threw in uh, influences. So I drew a band called Dini and this yeah. one called Tim and uh, I think Slayer. There's a clay. Oh, nice. So well, yeah, when uh, you guys gotta ha- have Clay come in when he uh, is promoting his yeah. Red Hood stuff, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I, I think we're actually gonna have him on before that. Uh, we talked about uh, having good. him on to talk about Bloody Hell and awesome, and then uh, go again for uh, for Red Hood. Yeah, no, we were hanging out in Boston two days ago at a cigar bar, and uh, he's one of my best friends, man. I, I love that guy. And he was, he's so uh, good. I think he was one of the ones that did your uh, original apprenticeship program, right? Yeah, he literally bought my friendship. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was trying to. Oh, so. <laughs> Were you, uh, did, you, did you try to get in? He's I still trying. Know. He's still trying. Ah. He'll get there one day. One day. So this is what I mean, Sean. Like you're. I mean, we were talking about it a little bit before, but you're you're kind of proof about the industry. You're you're smart. You're you're an you're an example of what the industry needs to become and you've already done that and you've kind of like uh set a bit of a standard as far as like you understand what's needed um with creators working for the big two but then you under you also know what your worth is and you kind of take it independent and i think that's the kind of like that's the future and that's what people are going to follow and yeah. yeah no it's it's uh it's a credit to uh it's a credit to your work and also to uh, your understanding of your fan base and of the market. And um, you're Thank kind you. of like a cutting edge dude, you know. Uh, I really, really hope that another, more creators kind of take an example from what you've done and do the same. Because the thing about White Knight that, that I think really stands out more than anything, and, and I, I've said this to the guys, this is my Batman continuity. There's continuity in the main comics. But I feel in a way that it's stagnant because Warner Brothers and DC are allowing only so many things to change or happen. Because, yeah. you know, you got to appease the movie fans. you got to appease right. uh, the lunchbox kids who are buying this stuff. But you're the kind of guy that's making things that you're doing it for yourself. And then you're also doing it for the fans that have followed you. And uh, you're also at the point where it's it's insane to hear you say, you know, someone has... 
touched Batman, you've worked on Batman, you've put your mark on Batman, and you're willing to walk away from Batman because yeah. of because of what you know is is beyond the horizon yeah. that is a little bit brighter. Yeah, I uh, uh, thank you. Uh, I, it's a love hate relationship. Um, I <laughs> I love Batman, and I, I love my editor Maggie and uh, Brittany and. Uh, meeting readers and meeting people like you is what keeps me going. Um, but the more the business gets distracted by Twitter or making bad decisions, the less fun it is for me. And I know there's a breaking point where in the future, I'm probably just going to retire from Batman until companies can get their act together. Um, part of what I'm doing is I'm trying to create my own universe and have fun, but I'm also trying to set an example um, for people like be professional, be nice, be good to your customers. Don't think of yourself as a rock star. Try to keep it real. Um, plan your future, you know, talk to each other, like tell me what your rate is, H- ask how to get a higher rate. Like, why are you hiding that shit? But it's so hard. <laughs> because, like every time someone tries to come after me or cancel me for some bullshit, I have friends who like, uh, lowercase f on friends, but they're great. <laughs> uh, like I asked one guy, okay, can you retweet potholes for me? And he's like, I, I want to, but I'm afraid because uh, you're getting attacked by someone right now. And like, I don't want to get attacked too. Like, I'm sorry. Like, you know, and I felt bad because like, he thought I was radioactive. And I'm like, you think that because you're on fucking Twitter, man. But if you look at the sales, you look at the Amazon charts, like, give me a break. Like, I'm killing it. You should want to be doing what I'm doing. Like, I'm trying to help you out, man. Like, what the hell? Like, you go aside. Like, this is insane. You guys are all addicted to drugs on this shit. Stop. And uh, it's just hard to peel people away from that stuff, you know? And uh, I'm just trying to set an example. But I, I feel like I'm such a target sometimes that when other creators know you're a target, they kind of keep a distance. But, yeah, I don't know. I'm still trying to, like, uh, navigate at all, and it's so silly, it's so stupid because like ninety nine percent of my readers don't give a shit about that stuff. They don't <laughs> care. They don't. They don't follow me on any social media. All they know is I'm showing up on Wednesday. Is White Knight there? Awesome. I, Sean seems like a cool guy. I don't fucking care about him otherwise. Like that is their interaction with me, and that is yeah. that is enough. You know. Right. So yeah, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Like we'll that, see what that, my, legacy, sounds... my legacy will be. <laughs> Sounds like that's not a friend. <laughs> the, no, I agree. The, the I mean, fact he, that you even had to ask. Yeah, especially since you asked. You know, you he came up to me after and he's like, "Hey, man, I think a lot about the conversation. I, I should have retweeted. I'm so sorry. Like, I, I was a I was a jerk." And I'm like, "Hey, man, don't worry about it. Like, I knew he would regret it, but I didn't want to, you know, twist the knife." And that's yeah. the, that's the guy that actually was honest enough to tell me afterwards why, which I really appreciate honesty. Yeah. Thank you. For him, there's like 20 people that pretend that they didn't see that I asked. They're being, you know, uh, you know, they're they're too pathetic to even confront me about it. It's just people are so scared, you know. And I don't know. It's just something I don't deal with very well. I, I have a good relationship with my editors and you know employees on the inside and readers and shop owners and people that are good at business. But my relationship with creators is not always great. Like my network is is thin. Like I don't need anybody uh, to do my stuff anymore. And it's kind of nice, but it's kind of scary because it just isolates me. And it could be dangerous, you know, like a lot of people in comics need a network because they need to have a writer hook them up or someone to do them a favor or bring them to a party. Um, And where I'm at, I just don't need a network anymore. So it's, it's self-indulgent and scary, but 
I don't know. I, I, I worry that, like, I feel like no one likes me sometimes. You know? <laughs> Except Shut up, Sean. I know, I'm no sorry. one likes you. You're on a fucking podcast with, like, how many dudes that are saying you're pretty <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, When it comes to creators, I, I know creators have, like, a, a weird uh, relationship with, with me, what I've done, what I say. And I hope it's been helped by getting off of Twitter. But I feel like well, you're saying you're there's crosshairs on you. You're saying your relationship to creators is weird? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Other creators, yeah. You know what's you know what the thing about you is that's great though? Is that okay. that doesn't matter and you know that that doesn't matter because what matters <laughs> is the fucking readers. I do feel that way. Like I don't pay that much attention to it, but if you if you're asking me to to sort of explain my, my mindset, that's what it is. It doesn't really bother mm. me a lot because I know especially because people are in and out within five years. Like I can see a writer doing dumb shit on Twitter, and I'm like, "This person's going to implode, and they're going to be pushed out by Marvel." And then I'm not going to need to worry about that. Like I can see that you're setting yourself up for. Like I have a list right now of three people that I know are going to be gone. And I end up like, should I tell them? Or are they just going to attack? Oh, straight white privilege. Please tell us. It's so easy yeah. for you. So yeah, I just sit back, man. Just yep. wait him out. Like, uh, well, I've never met John Romita Jr., but one day I will, and we're going to sit over some, I don't know, Italian. And he and I are going to be like, he survived, man. That's going to be a conversation. you got you got to put that on a yeah. podcast or something. You know, I mean, yeah, there's, uh, a, there's something to be said for the respect of your peers, right? Like, I hmm. guess, yeah. in a way. But, like, not that that's not going to, you know, you're, you're carving the path of your own life. Like, it would be nice, but, you know. Doing yeah, I don't get the respect of these other guys, but I just no. <laughs> you know. respect they don't respect Shame. me for nothing. Shame. I haven't even seen the Batman. They don't even respect my opinion at all. But, you hey, know, man, you don't need our respect because you got Murphy's respect. You, you're Obi Wayne, dude. You don't um, respect Patty Bat. They I'll say this, Sean. Anybody that puts a Batman 1989 Toy Biz Keaton figure in their comic. Is all right in my book. Thanks, man. Thank you. Right. So, uh, I gotta, all right. So, I'm going to ask you guys a question. Uh, what do you think I'm in danger of doing wrong? Like, give me some bar. Mm. We're, we're drunk at a bar right now. We're on a podcast, right? Tell me, <laughs> say, like, hey, man, I like it, but I'm worried that this might happen, or maybe you need to be aware of that. What do you give me? Is there something that you're holding back? I feel like yeah. you should just tell me because I can take it. What you're, uh, as far as, like... are you talking about White Knight specifically? Whatever. Okay, hold on. So I was here, reading here, this book today. Hold on, and Grumps, hold on. Hold on, Grumps. Hold on, Grumps. Hang on. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Grumps has the floor. Grumps has the floor. I was just thinking, where's Bruce Wayne? Like, I, I read the three issues, right? And it's great, and it's cool, and whatever. And I'm like, uh, for me, right? Like, here we yeah. go. Uh, Bruce Wayne is not Batman. Okay, somebody else is Batman. Somebody else has a suit. Here we go. Yeah. And then the joke is in his head. I'm like, all right, here we go again. <laughs> And like for me, like it's it's I don't know. Like yeah. my world, a lot of my life revolves around Bruce Wayne being Batman. Like that's mm-hmm. for right. me. So I mean, then I you know I whatever I put my phone down. Like well, the story's not done. So you know I'll yeah. see you know how this ends. And I and I got to read it in hand as well. It's in something <laughs> on the yeah. iPhone. But um, that was the first thought I had. Like oh, here we go. Bruce Wayne okay. is not yeah the center think- of this. 
Yeah. Sean, I, I gotta be can. honest with you. Let me let me set okay. this up for you. You're talking to the one black man who is not okay with a black man being Batman. <laughs> <laughs> and I, so he's so married to Bruce Wayne being Batman. That's yes. where he's coming from. Just to give you yeah, an Bruce understanding. Wayne was black. All right, fine. This is great. I could deal with it. But like to have another black character be Batman. Like that's not Batman. Bruce Wayne is Batman. So that's that's yeah. my take on it. By the end of the book, I think I'll have gotten you back. Okay. But I appreciate you pointing it out, man. I, that's good. Because I worried about that, too. Because I have a book about Batman where Bruce is refusing to admit he's Batman. Kind of a bummer. Like, I, I get that there's a risk there for readers. So, yeah, I appreciate yeah, your but, honesty. Yeah. Sure. And, and another reason why he can't take Batman is because he's going through... This is Bruce Wayne's penance. You know, like, that's why... Yeah. He's canceling everything out. It doesn't matter about being Batman. He wants to serve his term, so he feels like he did his part for for the things that happened. So that's why he's isolating himself about what he represents because he, he wants to get that guilt off off of him. Yeah, <clears throat> being being worried in the middle of a story is good. It shows that you're going through a journey. I mean, if I drop the ball at the end and you're not satisfied, then that, that's on me. But yeah. I think it's okay that you're feeling that way by issue three because I think it's sort of doing this. Hopefully by the end, it'll, you know, we'll see. We'll see if I fuck yeah. it up. Duke Thomas, the origin of Duke Thomas, had no idea you had a hand in it. I hit the domino, the first domino. Let's hear about and, it. And uh, so Scott Snyder, all right, so... I'm doing um, that book I mentioned before. It's Detective Number 27, and it's a 12-pager, and I have got all these scenes where Batman's in the future. And uh, I just, I'm drawing them, and I just finished reading some Batman book, and it's Bruce in the Batcave arguing with a bunch of Robins. And it's like all, all these fucking white people. And I just it started to look a little little uh, ridiculous to me at that point. And, like, I, I, yes, I consider myself woke. I want to do the right thing. I'm not always politically correct, as you can tell. Um, but I'm like, it just seems weird that there isn't a, a fucking Black Robin by this point. And I know that they sort of toyed with it for uh, the Keaton Batman in the 90s or something like that. Or, uh, But it wasn't enough. So I'm like, well, I'm going to make one of these Robins black in the future. And it's not connected to anything. It's just boom. And I thought, maybe I should call DC first and ask permission. And I thought, nah, just do it and apologize after because if you call them, they're going to have to have a meeting and they're going to be like, well, we're going to do this. Let's give it to a big artist or writer and let's plan it. And then, you know, half those people will quit because they're not well paid. And then the idea will go away. So I'm like, fuck it. I took a picture. I tweeted it and it said, first Black Robin, everybody. Boom. And uh, so, you know, the, the leader, I don't forget who was in charge of D.C. That, that uh, Dan Didio, he get, Dan Didio gets up, gets out of bed, drives to work. Nice, relaxing drive. He thinks it's going to be a normal day. They've got a thing that they're going to deal with the press, whatever. He gets into his office. He's got a bunch of phone calls from, I don't know, Time Magazine and whatever. Like, tell us about Black Robin. He has no idea what the hell they're talking about. So I finally get a call from uh, Larry, who's like the town uh, coordinator. And uh, Larry knows that I put my foot in my mouth a lot and he and i are friends we're, we're, we're good love you hey, Larry. Sean, how you doing uh so kind of, had a, kind of an interesting day huh <laughs> i'm like larry is this about black robin because i i'm, I'm sorry blah, blah, blah. so i start going into my shtick about it. so he goes okay well this was a little surprising like we're not unhappy that you did this but we're just surprised so i was like okay cool so he goes like uh he gets off the phone and i get a call from scott and scott's like hey man uh i like what you did but 
I'm gonna I'm gonna create a story for this character. We're gonna call him Duke Thomas. It's not good if we have all this publicity, we don't do anything with it. So let's create Duke Thomas. And I'm like, awesome. Who fucking cares? Whatever. Uh, he creates Duke Thomas, and um, then he, instead of creating making him Robin, he turns him into the signal. And then that book, I don't know if it did well or not, but it kind of no. fell off the radar. So I was like, oh, bummer. I kind of really wanted Duke Thomas to be a thing because I kind of accidentally created him. So when I did White Knight, I thought, I'm going to use Duke Thomas, but I'm going to make him older. I'm going to make him like, you know, Luke Cage. He represents the underrepresented in Gotham. And he's an ex-cop. So, you know, I was kind of playing with a lot of political um, beats there. But I really thought he rounded out the book really well. And, like, I love Duke Thomas. And I feel like I've made him into something that hasn't been done in the main, main line. And, like, the goal for me always was I want Duke Thomas to, to, to take over the Robin uh, uh, mantle. And my editors always push back. And I was like, why? And then they're like, well, it just doesn't make sense that a guy who weighs 280 pounds, who looks like an MMA wrestler, would put on a Robin suit with like green bell slippers. <laughs> and like, it's just, he's a man, he's a grown man. And uh, I didn't realize that that's what they thought I was doing. So they kept shutting me down or advising me that I, I don't do it. And finally, I convinced them and I'm like, he's not going to be like little you know, spandex Robin. He's going to look like a Mortal Kombat character. And the reason he's going to get the suit is because he quit the police. He needs a suit. He's going off grid, basically. So Babs gives him an old Robin suit that she has. And she even makes a joke like, oh, you're a little bigger in the shoulders, but it'll still fit. So I finally, finally, finally got Duke Thomas to be Robin, which I wanted to do for like eight years now at this point. Um, so yeah, that was a big moment for me. I finally got to put him in the suit and uh, he's part of the story. I'm really excited by it. And of course, the minute I posted, everyone's like, oh, woke SJW bullshit, blah, 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 blah. And I just got my hand slapped. So I don't know, maybe I should have, I mean, I'm glad I made the move. It's funny. So that day, eight years ago, uh, I got an email from a buddy of mine who was black. He well, used to be my editor, Joe Hughes, who also used to work for Comic Alliance. And he's like, uh, hey, man, I know you pretty well. Uh, I'm guessing you just did that without asking permission, huh? And I was like, yeah. And he goes, thanks, brother. So that meant a lot. <laughs> well, what's cool about it is that, I mean, I'm sitting here looking at the book. One, I like Obi-Wan. I'm like, I could cosplay that guy. I don't have to work out. I just get an oversized coat. But then yep. you see Duke Thomas, and I'm like, I'm going to be seeing a lot of Duke Thomas at the Comic-Cons. That no. that suit is badass. Um, Thanks, man. Cool. And yeah. you know, a couple of weeks ago, you know, in our our private discussions and the Bat Force, I uh, private discussions, private discussions. I was in them DMs. <clears throat> I was always. I, I just maybe it's because I've been just watching too much reruns of Arrow, but I was like, you know, you would think Bruce Wayne, this young wealthy executive every executive that i see walks around and they've got like bodyguards right mm -hmm. but bruce wayne you never see him with a bodyguard and i was like why didn't he have a bodyguard well obviously because he's batman but it's because no no one's ever thought that hey in a real life situation a, a owner of a company would have a bodyguard and i now and i'm not trying to put an idea on you but i'm just like i see this i was like Dude, Duke Thomas is like his 
bodyguard for Obi Wayne, he's yeah. gonna kick his ass, kick some ass, and he does. Yeah, that he in the story he kind of is. Barbara orders him to help Bruce. Bruce yeah. is eventually gonna realize that he needs everyone's help, and Babs knows this because yeah. she's well adjusted and not a psychotic like most of the other Bat family. <laughs> so she says to, to to Duke, "Put this on, help Bruce. He's gonna need it." So yeah. Duke is kind of like Robin behind the scenes. Um, and uh, towards the end of the book, of course, they'll be more paired up as Robin. Actually, it'll be cool because we'll have Duke, Jason, and Dick. I mean, I'm thinking like a cover where they're all back to back, like, you know, I was going to say double dragon, but, you know, triple dragon, whatever. Um, yeah, I think that Duke is, uh, I found, I'm really happy with what I've been able to do with him. Uh, because yeah, I don't know. I, I didn't read the signal stuff, so I don't know if that was a hit with people or not. But uh, yeah, I like the choice that you made for Jason Todd. One, you you kind of flipped the script. You made him the first Robin, and in this book, you kind of show uh, a little bit of the why, and then where'd he go, and then how he came back. And you know, I know that's also going to tie into Clay's book um, for the Red Hood. Yeah, but. One, I mean, yes, I, I like you know Jason's Todd's death. I've never liked the the you know bringing him back to life, the reincarnation aspect of Red Hood. Yeah, um, I kind of liked the story plot line in the Arkham game where he was actually just held prisoner. He was Batman thought he was dead. But he yeah. really wasn't. He was just tortured by Joker, blah, blah, blah. And I like this aspect where, you know, he didn't die, but he was torn apart from Bruce. They did have their issues, and there's a little bit of a reconnection there. Can you, can yeah. you go a little bit into that? Yeah. Um, so it's funny. I actually wrote an essay about this because uh, we have extra page in these books, these issues I'm releasing. So I was like, well, let me write like a note to the reader and talk about different stuff. So I had one called uh, What's Up with Bruce and Harley? And I had one, uh, Why is Jason the First Robin? And I just said it was kind of an accident at first. I had a scene where Dick and Babs were in the Wayne Cemetery and I had these tombstones in the background. So I was like, whose name should I put on these? And I'm like, oh, man, wouldn't it be funny to put Jason Todd's name on one because, you know, he died in another reality or whatever. And um, then I had Dick say something about, oh, yeah, he was uh, Robin before me. And I stupidly did not realize that I was switching the order. The problem is I was thinking of the Robins as like a collective group of kids that Batman had. And I totally didn't focus on the fact that there is an order and there's an order for a reason. (laughs) And when I have, it's so fucking obvious. I don't know why I didn't see this. My editors caught it and they're like, we could just have this be the tomb of Robin number two. Uh, and I said, no, let's leave it like this and let's see what happens. Like, I want to try to fix this. I'm going <laughs> to dig myself out of this hole, this stupid hole I've made for myself. So I've been trying to fix that. And in, in Curse of the White Knight, I originally had more Jason Todd in there to, to fix it. But the story was so packed already that I, instead of deleting him, I just saved him for the end. And my thought with the ending was a lot of readers are going to be disappointed if bruce just goes to jail and that's the end but if he's there and part of his um secret plan is deals with like getting contact with jason finally well that's interesting 
So finally, with this one, it's my chance to really fix my initial mistake and describe why what happened to Jason, basically. And I think the only get that I have, the only benefit from making Jason the first is that if he really, if Bruce really did thought Jason died, and then he went and got more Robins, knowing the risk now, he should feel fucking guilty, actually, you know? And my book is based on his guilt. And I'm not yeah. saying he's not, I mean, obviously he's still Batman and we love him and he's awesome. But uh, my Batman was very much like Catholic guilt. I'm sorry, kind of driven. And this really uh, twisted the knife a bit more. So I think a lot of people are never going to like Jason. They'll never accept that Jason was the first because it's weird. And I don't disagree with them, but I'm sort of trying to, I'm having fun digging myself out of that hole to see what <laughs> I can do. And uh, what, what Clay is doing with, uh, uh jason todd as johnny lawrence <laughs> uh kind of like a, a bruiser aimless and then meets a girl who is a, f- a giant fan of robin and when she realizes that the guy that just helped her out used to be robin she just is so like psyched and she begs him to train her and uh so who is it is it bath Force tom you said you really love metal uh, I well, yeah. Sean, do not put words in my mouth. I <laughs> mentioned I mentioned metal, and I mentioned that metal was an event, and that I read it, and I also read death metal. But yes, go no. ahead. No, I meant the music. The music. Oh, the music. Oh, the music. oh, I thought you meant the metal. The metal store. The like the comics. Yeah. Yes, I love metal. Little defensive okay. there, Tom. You ever heard? Sorry of about that. Called, he was so ready. Uh, he was holding that in. There's a Mongolian. Uh, tribal mongolian metal band called the who spelled h-u have you heard them i've i've know of them i don't know if i'm that familiar with their music but i have heard of them cool i love them they're fucking awesome and i'm like man what if the next robin was mongolian because as far as i know there i don't think there's any Mm. mongolian representation (laughs) (laughs) so the new robin her name is gan which stands for something in mongolian i forget what Mm. uh but also, I made her thicker, and she's like Serena Williams, so she's not really good at flipping and being light on her feet. She's more of like a linebacker or a rugby player, uh, and she rides around Gotham's in her neighborhoods, like on her bicycle, taking care of crime. And she's actually pretty good at it. And when she meets Jason, she like begs her to like teach her, and uh, he agrees to reluctantly. But do- in doing so, he starts to realize. What, what Bruce got out of this. So by Jason taking on an apprentice, he starts to really understand Bruce and kind of forgive Bruce in a way. And that's what Clay's story is about. Hmm. Cool. Okay, cool. Mm. Oh, we got I'm, someone new uh, coming. I'm wondering if, let's see if this works. I'm not sure it's going to work. Now we really um, got the Brady Bunch. Let's see here if it loads. Man, this is going to be bad if it doesn't because this gentleman right here is a huge... At, uh, Matthew, oh, are you there? Oh. He looks like uh, it looks like Rasputin just joined. Matthew, can you hear us? He also looks a a little like uh, Carl Urban in The Boys. Uh, (laughs) So, Sean, just real quick, I I tried to make a dream come true right now, but Azriel, his name is uh, online. He is true Azriel online. Um, He is one of the biggest. Oh, here he comes. Hey, Matthew. Nope. There, oh, he there he goes. There he goes. There he goes. Like, God fucking. What is this? We'll, make a wish? We'll, we'll, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'll leave him in for a bit. We'll see if he can connect. Long story short, um, Sean, this guy right here, he's the biggest Azrael fan that I know. He's a loyal uh, listener. 
Uh, he's a loyal Sean Murphy fan. You made his dreams come true with the second edition of White Knight. You there, Azrael, Matthew? No. We see him, but can we hear him? Yeah. Say I something. Can you hear us, buddy? Blink twice. <laughs> Breathe. He's here, but I don't think his phone is working. No, I don't know what's going on. Oh, man. Well, anyways, this guy right here, uh, he yeah. has been a dedicated Azrael fan for the longest time. And uh, when your White Knight Volume 2 came out, uh, he blew loads. He creamed his jeans, as they say. <laughs> and uh, one thing that he said is he was constantly fighting in your corner. Um, he loves the, the version of Azrael that you created. The fact that it's different, new, unique. He absolutely loved it. I, I'm, uh, it's killing me that we can't get him on right now. I don't know what's going on with his phone or what's going on. Yeah, but... I'm sorry. Well, he can shoot him my, uh, my email address and he can write to me too. Uh, I really appreciate that. There we go. So this guy is literally the biggest Azrael fan that we know. Um, and when he heard what you were doing with White Knight, he fucking went off. He bought all the toys. He bought all the comics. He was so excited. Um, he was reading every issue. He was reviewing every issue. Uh, he just absolutely loves you. So I try, I try to add him on. I don't know what's going on with his phone, but I wanted to try to get him on to ask you a couple of questions. God damn it. Yeah, I'm seeing he sent me a DM. I don't know what's going on with this shit, but anyway, Sean, I try to get him on. I'm sorry, but um, yeah, no, that's great. Thank you. That's important to me because I, I, it's funny because there's a hardcore small group of Azrael people, and I really wanted to keep them on board because I know I, I changed a lot, but I hope that if I got them to be down with it, I feel like I did my job and curse. Yeah, you know that that's the thing, man. Is like when you capture the attention of the very specific fan base for a very specific character and they follow you on to your next project. That's when you know you did something good, right? Yeah. I hope so, man. Yeah, I had a man. lot of people that were not happy that Bruce was not a Wayne. Uh, Dude. And that he's like one, one hundredth Arabic. If you do the math. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Racist. I know. The way I sort of look at that is the you know, sure. He's not, a Wayne in lineage the way we thought he was, but he's still a Wayne indeed. Exactly. You know, That's he's still done all of the things, you know, everything that yeah. he did with the family fortune, everything yeah. that he did for the city as Batman and as Bruce and yeah. what he did, what he tried to do when he uh, revealed himself. That sounds horrible yeah but uh when he <laughs> revealed who he was and tried to give his fortune to the city but uh, as we have now learned, a lot of that was usurped. Yeah. So two things there. One is, yeah, I, I appreciate you pointing that out. It was important to immediately have Harley voice what you just said. And she says, who fucking cares? You're obviously a Wayne. In spirit, you're a Wayne. Your dad, your mom, everyone, like six generations, like everyone, you're still who you are. Like, who gives a shit? And, you know, because Bruce got a guilt complex. He, he just can't let it go. But it was important for me to have Harley say what most readers are thinking. Like, who cares? You know? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's funny. So the other part of this is uh, at some point I'm going to have him talk to Duke one-on-one. -on -one, and Duke's going to say, like, <clears throat> you giving your fortune away did a lot for my neighborhood. Don't let, Yeah, it got hijacked and it didn't go the way you wanted. But you are still a hero in my eyes to a lot of, like, that's why I'm wearing this Robin suit. So I'm going to have that scene coming up because I think it's important to say that what Bruce did really did affect people after he went to jail, regardless of how it might have gotten misused here and there. You know, what you're doing with this 
universe of yours is you're giving us things that we haven't seen before. You're giving us something that DC Comics tells us, hey, man, you're not allowed to have this. And Sean Murphy comes over and he's like, hey, bro, yeah, they are. It's called the Murphyverse, okay? Get used to it. It's something that is needed right now because we don't want the same shit. We don't want the same uh, status quo. We're ready for change. I disagree. Here we go. Here we go. Let me finish my point. Let me finish my point, Grumps. Because you can visit the Murphyverse, okay? You can go and visit the Murphyverse, whether you love it, whether you hate it. You visit the Murphyverse, and then if you like it or you don't dislike it, you go back to whatever you want, right? Like Tom the, has a season pass just like he does for Disney. You are, like, if, if Sean, if you were a Disney season pass, I would go to you at 6 p.m. at night just to have a bread bowl of clam chowder for the night, and then I'd leave. I wouldn't even go on any fucking rides, dude. I would just go and hang out. Talking? I left. (laughs) (laughs) Quick question. Louis, what is Louis's favorite part of the White Knight universe? I'd like to know. Louis's favorite part is that Bruce hasn't had any other damn dogs. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he likes the fact that uh, Bruce is giving it to Harley. We haven't even gotten into that. Well, Give you my dog Louie, so you know he he was scratching at the door. I had to get him. Nice. I actually have a Ace is going to make an appearance. Oh shit! You hear that, Grumps? You fucking hear that, Grumps? <laughs> it better be a splash page. <laughs> Sean, this is not. Oh, it should be though. This is great because you're the kind of guy that like you're okay with hearing contrasting opinions. So, Grumps, yeah. I'll give you the floor. Grumps, what is it that you would disagree with that you want to tell Sean to him, to his face? Oh, I was disagreeing with what, what you were saying about <laughs> we don't get change. I think the character's been around 80 years. I think we've got plenty of change, right? I mean... Alright, what's, what's your yeah, favorite it, it, What's your it, favorite it, continuity change recently? Uh, I don't like any of the continuity changes recently. <laughs> I mean, but there's, you know, obviously it's changed from what the forties to fifties to sixties, seventy. None of that is the same. I mean, what's the same? Bruce Wayne uh, is Batman. Alfred, you know, the characters are the same. Whatever, but the, there's been a ton of change. Uh, okay, I, think I what, guess what's cool here is that Sean has his own little playground mm-hmm. and he's no, doing his thing, and you know. When Grump spoke up, I had a feeling that that's what he meant. I didn't think it was. Uh, yeah. yeah, I wasn't worried. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. I think there's been plenty of change. But um, hey, this is your world, and it's not. You're not. You don't look like you. Look, you don't fucking reinvent the ham and cheese sandwich, right? I mean, it's it, it's it's you know. I don't know. Grump, this is, is this that is a Murphy? World, so, so is that a Murphy cool. like, Batmobile behind you? Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah. It's an unofficial. Yeah. Unofficial. You know what it is? Like, they got that my Batmobile design in merchandising, and they're like, with this giant open engine bay, we could do a lot of things to turn this into Transformers or this and that. Like, they just jumped on that design, and I think there's like two or three floating out there right now. It's a great design. Oh, yeah, thanks. It's a good design. There's a, a company in Singapore who is probably going to be doing a uh, a 118 scale of my Batmobile, but like <gasps> the right way and working with me because yeah. I love everything I'm seeing. Don't get me wrong. But I, as a car guy, I have a thing. Eh, they should have <laughs> it off differently. Yeah. Like, it doesn't really do that. 
have you have you had any conversations? I mean, obviously you have. There's that statue coming out of the uh, bat cycle. Yeah. Um, can you can you talk a little bit about that? Are you not allowed to talk about that yeah, as yeah, far no. as uh, uh, more versions of your work coming out in statue form? Yeah, so that's mm-hmm. uh, I think XM Studios. Yes, Ooh, and, yeah. uh, I did a bunch of sketches and work with them, and um, yeah, I think it's amazing. Uh, I can't believe how giant it is too. It's like the size of a coffee table. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> and it has lights and like a glowing uh, speedometer, and just it's insane. And uh, I think they're going to send me one as a thank you, but I don't even know where the hell I'm going to put it, honestly. Um, yeah, I know. Right here. That problems. Yeah, there you go. There's <laughs> an apology for your paste-up page. Jada <laughs> uh, um, Toys did uh, the paddy wagon recently. They sent a few of us uh, one of those, and I, I really like the way they did it. And, you know, it's small, die-cast, has the lights and everything, and it's affordable. So it would be cool if they did yeah. one of yours, too. Yeah, that's a problem. These things are nice, but they're like three to five thousand dollars with shipping. Yeah, yeah, like um, the, these Jada ones. You know, they're they're small. I don't remember what the scale is, but uh, yeah. they're like I don't know, forty dollars or something. Oh, that's good. Yeah, so that would be something way, cool like, that a lot of people can get. Yeah, I, I, I those are the diecasts, or that's the stuff I buy. It's like I don't want to spend an arm and a leg for this stuff. It just has to look like eighty percent good, and I'm fine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I did. Uh, there's some more stuff coming out from XM. They're gonna release a, a Joker. It's a variant cover of ish, issue seven or eight from the original White Knight. On the gargoyle. Yeah, that one. <gasps> They're working on a Harley Quinn one, and I told them I'm trying to make them so you can buy all three and move Harley around, so you can stick her next to Joker and she fits. And you could stick her on the back of the bat cycle and fit her on that too. And I don't know if they're able to do that because I don't know a lot about how the process works, but that's what I told them. So we'll see what happens. What, what issue was it of Joker or of the of White Knight? So I think it was Curse of the White Knight, actually. Eight-ish. Curse. Yeah, it was a variant cover for issue seven or eight. You're right next to the Frank Miller stuff on my rack. Nice. That's what she said. No, wait. <laughs> it's the one where he's holding the uh, Jack Nicholson gun from 89, right? Yeah. You're yeah, that, I think it's eight. There it is, Dunk. Hang on, Dunk. Hold that up. Stay, hang so on. So wait, Dunk, is, that is not the right one. Oh, wait. No, Legend no. has it. It's similar. Hey, who has it? Legend has it. Go to Legends. Legends. Yeah. Oh, that one. Yeah, he beats oh, you. Guy. Cool. He's holding, up the, he's holding up the hardcover. Yeah. So they're basically making that, and it's crazy because they 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 have like an engineer on staff who knows about motorcycles. Like he fixed the shit that I did. Like there's some stuff he did. I'm like, man, that's more engine knowledge than I have. Like he's making me look good. <laughs> there it is. I had to oh, fight for that old school Joker logo too. Oh, I love that. So they're making a statue of this. Yep. You heard it here first, folks. Fight for stuff that they already own and and. Looks great. <laughs> I don't understand the thinking yeah, uh, because they're a machine, dude. They don't want Sean to get his due. <laughs> I fought for a uh, an old school DC logo. There's there's a logo that DC used for one year, and it's like all star. It looks like it's, it's from the seventies, mm-hmm. and I wanted that to be the logo, and they they wouldn't go for that either. Mm. Mm. I, I missed the bullet logo. Yeah, oh my god! Oh, I, so I, I was gonna. Back to what Grumps is showing. I don't yeah, understand why. 
I don't understand why they keep adding this. What is it? The forties grill. Like what? Yeah. What connection do they have? Yeah. To the front of this grill to your Batmobile because Grumps' yeah. figure has the same thing. Yeah, yeah. we we got to put a bat head on it so they know what's going on. Yeah, it's like it's like I just want to rip this shit off, you know? It's yeah, like, it just doesn't make I sense. Had, I had a small skid plate like uh, shape like that, but it was really small because a car is like a face, and you're supposed to be focused on the cockpit. That's the those are the eyes on the cockpit, and when you add a big mask on the front, now there's two faces. So I agree with you, Jesus. Like mm. I don't like the giant shield i think a small little shield accent would work gotcha. which is what i, I drew like like in my head i'm like are they just trying to market this for little kids yeah. buy like a target or because yeah. it, every, everything else is like really close to Murphy. your yeah it looks good yeah one of the first batmobiles had that big thing on it didn't it yeah dick spring there's so yeah. many cock spring <laughs> It was such a different look for Batmobile that they're like, oh, something different. Maybe we'll get people who haven't read White Knight to buy new Batmobiles because this one looks so different, you know? Even though all I did was mix the best of all of the other Batmobiles, you know? Yeah. So are you saying that, like, when this stuff comes out, Teases, can you show that real quick again, that Batmobile? Mm-hmm. And uh, the same that uh, Grumps has in his oh. background. So, Sean, when you see this shit at Target, is that the first time that you're hearing word of it? Yeah. yeah. Oh my Jesus. god. <laughs> yeah. Which is so clearly it's that is one hundred percent your Batmobile. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, wow. Is that the one with the, the boat comes out the back? Is that the one? There that one is the uh, McFar is that the one uh Grumps? Yeah. Uh the one I have Which is, is funny because for... in Curse it literally turns into a boat. So teases <laughs> and Grumps so teases has wait, this is interesting. Let me we're okay. So Sean, this is these are two different Batmobiles, 100 yeah. percent inspired by your version. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna highlight Grumps real quick. So Gr- this is the version Grumps has. Yeah. Who is this? Spin Masters Grumps. Spin Masters for the 12 okay. inch figures. All right. So this is a bigger one. Six inch. There's another one that costs eighty dollars. It turns into a robot. Okay. Here we go. Teases. Right. Can you hold up yours? So that was one that Grumps had. This is a completely different version that Teases has. Yeah. With the Dick Spray head. Wait. Yeah, th- this one was in like maybe what Target and Walmart. Like, yeah, right. And I'm guessing uh, he's going to grab the third one. And then, uh, if I can, I don't know if my com- camera is going to work. Let's see if it works here. Oh, it does. Hey. All right. And then there's this one. Right. That one I. Which... No, actually, I didn't know hey. about that. <laughs> yes. No. No. Okay. So, Todd did send me he's like hey we're working on your stuff i'm going to send you some jpegs at some point this year okay and then he sent that and then it came out so i take it back i did know about that one ahead of that's time that's the only one though so oh, the one oh, dunk is go. holding up is the third one hang on, hang on oh, one my God. oh this is for the this is for the kids right here yeah 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 this is for the this is for the bathtub playtime that's, that's, that's like the, three jokers but three batmobiles that's the worst iteration I've seen. <laughs> <laughs> well, hang on. Worst as in design, yes, but as far out as of those three out of those three, that's. Like, but I mean, yeah. that, you got that little kid kids playing with it on the package can go to hell. You got little kids <laughs> yeah. playing with your Batmobile, though. That, I mean, you know, I mean, I don't know. That sounds strange. But here's the thing, dude. <laughs> this is weird because it's got your art on the back. That's straight up. Oh, my camera just went out. Oh. That camera's being a bitch. I know, I know. Long story short, your your art is literally like a collector card on the uh, back of that. 
And Todd actually is going to stop doing that. He's going to have the card be a photo of the item rather than the artist. Ah. Okay. Oh, okay. I don't Who wants a photo of the item? I have the item. Well, yeah. if the artist isn't getting paid, I'd prefer it that way anyway. Yeah. I mean, Todd's great because he at least gives me a heads up. But the other three Batmobiles you held up, it's, it's people online tagging me, and I have to find Man. out that way. And yeah. I, I raised the concern to DC recently because I was – I was getting upset, and I'm like, I might quit after this volume because there's some stuff happening here. Like, I love what I love what I do. Don't get me wrong, but yeah. I don't love walking into Target and seeing my shit. And like, I'm not asking for a paycheck. I'm not asking for credit. I don't need my name on these things. I'm just saying, give me a heads up. Yeah. Like, ask me what I think. I, I probably help guide the design a little better if you're gonna. You like, give me a break. Mm. And it's not like those merchandising people aren't in the office. You know, it just takes a little bit of coordination. But that's the kind of thing that really bums me out. You know. <laughs> Sean, if, you know, it makes you, if, if it makes you feel a little better, we know Frank Miller's manager, and <gasps> Frank, Frank Frank doesn't get a heads up either. I know Frank doesn't. Yeah, yeah. like it's uh, part of the course, like, man. Yeah, like I'm I'm showing them McFarland stuff, like, and yeah. she's surprised, you know. So exactly. they said that they're going to try to work on this to coordinate it because they they've been. But we'll see what happens. Who knows, man? I mean, there's been so much turnover, and there's probably another round of layoffs headed their way now that uh, Discovery is taking over. So who fucking knows? Uh, yeah. Praise God. Uh, hashtag make the backflip movie. Hashtag restore the Snyderverse. Hashtag. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, my God. Um, guys, let's get back to uh, the, the topic at hand. White Knight. Oh, uh, man. Look at you photobombing, huh? <laughs> oh, hang on one everywhere. second. We got to get a Sean Murphy pillow. Hang on. It's true. Legends, show that up again. Oh, this one? Can I be uh, on? Like, hang on. Okay. Well, Look at this Sean, just so you know, I don't see any original Sean Murphy art behind you on your wall, Legends. Because I, I took it down him. to show him. Took it down. I don't down. want him Listen. sleeping on me or humping me with that pillow. <laughs> 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 I'll have a hole in it. Yeah. <laughs> Bang it like an apple pie. Uh, getting back to uh, the issue at hand, the uh, uh, Sean Murphy Volume 3, Batman Beyond White Knight. Guys, we were talking about, this is supposed to be a spoiler-filled episode. What are some uh, spoilers, or what are some things that happened in the three issues that we've read that t- that threw you for a loop, or uh, that well, you are We're only in- doing spoilers of issue one, right? So we're still... Are we? A couple months away from uh, two and three coming out, so let's not go crazy. Well, I mean, I'm pretty sure Sean already okay, spoiled. Dad. Like, Sean already spoiled <laughs> way beyond that. I, I might be I wrong. Did. You tell me. I, can I, I, I I specifically remember hearing something about issue two or three. Right. Yeah, not not big stuff though. I don't think. Okay. Okay. Good. All right. Well, let's say uh, issue one. If you guys can remember where that stopped, uh, anything from issue one where you were like, "What the fuck." I'll start it off. The fact that uh, things kind of uh, fast-forwarded to 10 years. Uh, so so you are fast-forwarding things 10 years, you said? More or less, yeah. Okay, yeah. So that was one thing that I caught myself doing. Uh, if you guys can contain yourself to issue one, teases. Uh, issue one of White Knight, spoilers included. Anything that took you off guard that you were a little surprised about? Um, I mean, nothing crazy, but... I started having like a, a strong dislike for Dick Grayson. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, like, he, like he just turned like him into a, a cop. 
he, he just turned he just turned Sean made him into a really big asshole. And, turned uh, him into his name, him a dick. huh, Dick? A dick. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Down to um, I, I don't know if I'm confusing issues, but I probably am, and you guys are gonna yell at me. But when the Joker like tells him how to fight him, and I think Dick like headbutts him in in the head, yeah, like with his horns, and I'm just like, this guy's an asshole. So, I, I, Sean made me hate Dick Grayson immediately. Good <laughs> uh, going, yeah. man. My thought was which is, people which, would be like, which is fine. I'm sorry, Grumps, but you know, it's just fine. <laughs> Dick's confused. Uh, I'm hoping it'll, it'll right. work itself out by the end. But yeah, Dick is confused. Sure. He's angry. Yeah, yeah. And and uh, and and the RoboCop um, suits are really cool. So it's like Fuck right, yeah. visually. Visually, it's very fun, and I'm just like, coming to Target near you. <laughs> Without yeah, Sean yeah. knowing about it, no, I'm no, I'm I'm sure McFarland has it sculpted already. So I show you the oh, bat right. tank I I sculpted, dude. So I remember you posting oh, that sure. on. Uh, yeah. You posted that when so when you made this, did you make that before you drew it? Yeah, uh, I, had you, sketch, I had a sketch of what I wanted, and I found some parts. So that I got is a bunch amazing. of like. World War II things. I found the treads, and I, I some of it's like paper and cardboard, but some of it's like real pieces of World Jeez. War II tanks, like that turret, like an army nut. Oh shit! You, like exactly what kind of gun that is. The front is different than the back, so you know stuff like that. Um, That's nuts. And then uh, I'll show you the uh, the Batmobile. So here's the wow! Holy fuck! Fuck boss. Wait, how did you build this? This is all from scratch. So if you look at the back, you can see the '89 part right here. That's mm-hmm. the scoop. And um, mm-hmm. these um, metallic bits on the side, those are from the '89 Batmobile. Uh, this red bit here is from the air scoop, and this is also from the '89 Batmobile. Okay. Um, reconfigured, but then this is just like paper and cardboard and uh you know i built it from the inside out so it's it's pretty sturdy like i i i read some books on engineering just to know how to make it stronger and it seems to be okay but it is still kind of flimsy though don't let uh, todd but, see that yeah. <laughs> wow wow yeah we got a new batmobile coming out sean, i want to i want to show you something sean it's going to be something that's going to be we're going to be sending out to walmart it's going to be a walmart exclusive uh we'll give you a little bit of a kickback maybe like five cents on every everyone sold but uh, right. here's how you really fucked him, Sean. You put your initials in the design. That's what I gotta <laughs> do. Yeah. What I was gonna do is, uh, if Todd, I was gonna write to him and be like, I can just 3D scan this and send it to you so that your sculptors can get it. It gives them a jump start. And I'm not saying you can't tweak the design. Of course, please make it your own. But I feel like I could just 3D scan this thing and get the process moving a lot faster. You know. Right. Um, I kind of wanted I'm, the back of it to look like an old Ferrari. Yeah, that's cool. That is. I awesome. had these old, yeah, the, the well, years on top. It seemed kind of weird, but when I played with it, I'm like, yeah, I think this this kind of works. It kind of has the um, the profile of the Terry Batmobile plus, you know. Yeah. So yeah, that was fun. Whenever uh, Todd puts that out uh, into into Walmart's, rest assured, the Grumpler himself will uh, do a review of it. And uh, he will be 100 percent honest. No, I can't wait until Lego makes it and Legends has to buy it for eighty five dollars. <laughs> has Lego done any of your stuff yet? Um, no, no. I don't I've think seen I've seen uh, 
people build it with Legos, which they look okay. pretty good. Yeah, that's cool. Um, that's about to, that's, yeah, no that's bound to happen though, for sure. You know, I actually, I got kicked out of Legoland once for flipping off the camera on the roller coaster. <laughs> so <laughs> it's like a whole nother does, episode. I, I feel yeah. like I just sort of sweet revenge in a way if they ended up making money on me. Well, I guess maybe I'm getting fucked over at that point. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, Obi Wayne. Anything from the first issue? Uh, I mean, we talked about it in the the previous one, but we're spoilers now. Any spoilers you want to talk about that you're now allowed to talk about? Well, I found something that Sean asked if there was anything that he felt we or he could improve on. I found please. something. Please, there's no rain. This is Gotham City. We need rain. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Jr. took all the rain. <laughs> no. Uh, this is a beautiful issue, and I think readers are really going to love it because, especially, it hits on all those nostalgia points. You got Batman Beyond. You've got a little bit of an origin story with how he gets the suit. Um, mm-hmm. I really, and let's see, what page is it on? Page three. Fans of Batman Beyond are really going to love page three. Um, with the wings? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean,. That page that's right there, that, that's a definite seller. So page my, four, definite seller. Interesting, interesting thing here. So the Terry's wings is it? They're kind of vague in the way people deal with them, and they're it's not a great design. And it's been hard to figure out how my wings work. But what I had happened was, you know how he has the spikes coming out of his arms, mm-hmm. they extend, and there's also one that extends this way. And it's kind of like yeah, Spider Man has the flaps under his arms, but like much bigger. So when Terry puts his arms down in flight, the wings go down too. It's not like he can like hold someone while his wings are kind of hanging above his shoulders. So my wings work a little differently than the other ones. I'm not sure it's the greatest solution, but it's kind of what I ended up going with. But I, mm. I look at artists like uh, Dan Mora, who does really good Batman Beyond stuff. And like, Ooh, I wish Dan I could Moore. draw the Beyond wings as good as him, but I just can't find my, my way. Yeah, I like how they look. Kind of like a membrane, like a bat wing, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a good point. Um, and this is, you know, the the Mark One of uh, of the Beyond suit, anyway. That's so true. You could always make changes to it uh, on the second go. Robin, yeah. spoilers, uh, spoilers included. Uh, if you can get spoilery on something that you enjoyed in the first issue, what would what would your spoilery uh, anticipation be? Uh. Well, really, it's, uh, I guess, as far as that goes, it's the uh, big cliffhanger at the end of issue one, uh, uh-huh. where we, we get uh, the reveal of Virtual Jack. Jedi, uh-huh. jo- uh, Jedi uh-huh. Joker. Yeah. Force hey, Coast Joker. And, and we get you... the uh, the shadow thing there, too. Uh, yeah. Even though they're standing right. across from each other, the shadow looks like... Uh, Batman uh, about to punch Joker in the face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What I like about that, it feels like we're getting two stories because the background and the shadows tell their own story too. Yeah. That's cool. Do you guys Smart. think the what was more surprising, uh, the end of issue one or the end of issue two? Yes. Uh, spoilers, Sean. <laughs> uh, spoilers. Well, we, for we, issue won't, two. we won't say what the cliffhanger. Can't say what. Is, yeah. Yeah. It it does end with a possibly bigger cliffhanger right i would have to me i I would say issue two yeah really okay that's what that's what louis said yeah (laughs) yeah because that's like you're getting into like cuck territory 
<laughs> right? Best band ever. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Yeah, I think Joker's Lion 2 is like, hold on. I feel yep. like I missed Whoa, 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 whoa. What the <laughs> whoa, whoa, fuck? Whoa. <laughs> that, yeah, and that's a perfect example of the of the reader having a, having a representation. Dunk, issue one, if you were to point out one spoilery uh, thing that you loved or hated, what would you say? It's not much of a spoiler. I feel like um, issue one covers uh, <clears throat> all the relationships that had to be, that we had to like talk about to complete the story. So you have like Babs and Dick, Harley and Bruce, <gasps> uh, Jack and, uh, and Bruce, um, you know, it's kind of touching base with everyone and from the previous issues. Uh, I'm excited to see that. And I think that the biggest thing that I'm, I'm excited about is to see if, uh, to find that more on uh, Harley's kids. Since we introduced Bryce and Jackie at an yeah. older uh, older age, twelve year olds, right? Yeah. Um, now, now we're gonna you know see how how they fit into this story, right? Mm-hmm. So I have a good. Uh, this is a, this is a teaser actually, uh, and I think you guys like this, but I don't want to interrupt whoever's gonna go next. Um, no, we can, I we can, can go, I can go ahead fin- yeah. finish your thought though, Sean. All right, so I posted the Jackie is dressed as Joker. She's wearing his old shirt. She's joking with her mom saying like, oh, it's got some blood on it. Do you think it belongs to dad or Bruce? <laughs> you know, just kind of twisting the knife. And that's what makes Harley slap her. Um, at the end of this book, what I want to do is have Bryce, sorry, Jackie, who's kind of a hacker, steals the Joker program, downloads it into a holographic cube projector thing. And then she and Bryce, who are age 12, steal a Batmobile and go on a road trip. And they get to know their dad, Joker, through this hologram. And the, the hologram is set up for this. It's like, I knew I wouldn't be around forever. There's something I need to show you. So he basically gives them a map and sends them on a treasure hunt. And I want to do a six-issue spinoff series of Joker, <laughs> who's a hologram, with his two kids in a stolen Batmobile going around. And he goes to, like takes them to Keystone City, takes them to Coast City, and we start setting up, planting the seeds for like a JLA type thing. Hmm. Interesting. It's kind of Which Batmobile? <laughs> uh, uh, the Murphy. Can we call it a ha-ha hologram? Oh, yeah. Ha-ha hologram. That's what I was waiting for. Mm-hmm. Nice. Wait, wait, wait a minute. So ha-ha Ha ha hologram. Is that something you thought about before, Sean? No. It's not yes, as clever yes, as Obi Wayne though. Sorry. Okay. Obi Wayne still We tried. Oh, we tried. Stroke grabs his ego a little bit more. Uh Legends. <laughs> a moment from issue one spoilery that sticks with you. Uh you don't have to worry about spoilers. Anything that stuck out to you? Um, looking back at some of these pages, I want to get back to a page that I mm-hmm. missed on the first read. Was this uh when Jason is helping uh oh yeah Bruce get out notice a little yeah. reflection on the bottom there good eye oh yeah that's I wonder nice. how many people are gonna miss that and then I I looked in my email from your uh, your um your art guy and that Jeff, page yep. wasn't for sale <laughs> <laughs> this fucking guy over here. 
It might have been so uh, on the not for sale list. I'm not sure. Uh, I think he's I'm not going to sure. be happy until he has an entire fucking percentage of his his original art uh, collection, all Sean Murphy. So just so you know, <laughs> I'm not going to be happy until I one day get a Sean Murphy commission. Oh, oh there man. it is. That's the that's the ultimate. Tough, okay. I only do like one a year. <laughs> Grumps, Grumps, what is uh, a spoilery thing that you can share? You're not worried about spoilers. What is a spoilery thing that you're interested in? I know you said the last time, something that you're interested in knowing about or wanting to know more of or that caught your eye for the first issue, spoilers included, anything that you're talking about. Um, I, man, I forget if, if uh, the Jason Todd thing was in issue one or... I don't know. Well, I mean, he was mentioned uh, in the was it the Harley series? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so we yeah. uh, that's it's fair game, I think, to talk about him. Yeah, about him okay. being the first Robin. Yeah. Yes. No, that's yes. already yes. Yes. That was yeah, that something that that took me. Um, you know, and again, Sean, you 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 crossed the grumpler. You know, the <laughs> 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 yeah, Grayson is you know the best Robin, and Jason Todd should still be dead, but. Uh, I mean, yeah, that was interesting. That was that was cool, like to see where that goes. And then the the last page, uh, well, we're doing spoilers. The Joker, that's cool. I mean, yeah. it's a. Uh, you know, the cool thing about that is right, like uh, so many people would shy away from it. Like, oh, you can't. I don't want to see the Joker in the movie and the Joker's in the comic books. And you're like, this this whole world that you is is about these two. You know, like they're at the center of it. I mean, it's not just about them, but they're at the center yeah. of it. And you're like taking it head on. Like, this is yin and yang. This is, uh, I don't know, Tom and Jerry. Like, they just keep whatever, you know, fucking Heath Ledger said in the movie. They just keep doing it forever. We were yeah. destined to do this forever. So, you were, yeah, Grumps, you weren't here for the first part. I actually talked about how Jason Todd was an accident. And I, I fucked up the Robin order. No, I heard I, that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah. that was interesting, though, you know? Thanks. Right. <laughs> I'm curious to it. see where that goes. The, the, way you, the way you spun it was good, though. It was a good recovery. Question. Um, the, whole, the whole algorithm, um, were you, like, anywhere inspired by, like, the arc of video games? Like, where, where, where Joker is, like, that manifestation of... Batman's kind of conscious as well, or from or is the that fear gas? Yeah, uh, from the fear gas. I've never played the games, any of the Arkham okay. games. You son of a bitch! Because I, uh, um, I, yeah, that that kind of like reminded me a little bit, but it, yeah. it wasn't similar. But I was like, man, I wonder if like he because because I know you like video games as well, so I didn't know if that was kind of like a yeah. little homage to it. My no, my video game evolution sort of ends with Xbox 360. Uh, I mm. have, 2007, and I'll play Steam games. So mostly it's like pixel games and simple stuff. Like I, it's hard for me to get into like complex games that take your time away. Like I did play, you know, Assassin's Creed recently, right. uh, and I, but it's hard for me because I guess it's got so much to do and mm-hmm. work. And I got a, a Nintendo, and playing the NES Batman on Nintendo is a fucking awesome game, you know. <laughs> Yeah, and and you're also a Castlevania fan, right? That's oh yeah, yeah, yeah. and sixty four. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, it's funny. For my yeah. publishing company, actually, we got the rights to uh, Konami, <laughs> so we might be able to put out some Castlevania, some Contra, and Contra. Whoa! Uh, 
And uh, what else has come with Bomberman? And a lot of weird stuff, but we'll have to dive through it. I mean, it won't, it won't be for a few years, but I think we might have secured that. Wow. But the thing is, like, oh, yeah. Castlevania people, Castlevania is huge. People who read that don't know who I am. Like, I'm probably not the best guy to do that. I should just get, like, a, a you know, someone that looks like the concept art that they're used to seeing. That would be the move, you know? But I think about, like, a Contra one-shot comic, like, how dumb oh, yeah. slash awesome would that be? Oh, <laughs> mm. contraire, awesome. Sean. I think this is a great opportunity for you to have a crossover and uh, find a new audience. So that, you know what? We'll try. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, when they did uh, Solid Snake and they got Ashley Wood uh, on the concept art, I think that did a lot for Ash's career. This is like 20 years ago, whatever. Uh, Robin, did we get to you about your spoilery, uh, tantalizing, titillating yeah. uh, aspects? Yeah, we did, but uh, I, I don't know if I even want you to answer this. I've just had a sort of idea in my head that I wondered if we're going to see it. And okay. if you were going to do it, uh, you probably wouldn't want to say it anyway. But I just find myself wondering if throughout the story, if we will maybe see... Uh, a sort of uh, a switch when it comes to Bryce and Jackie, if we'll find out throughout the story that, well, Jackie wasn't really that, like, you know, she was kind of rebelling, but at heart we're going to find out she's a mama's girl, and we're going to find out that Bryce was always uh, a a daddy's boy, and and he was hiding it under Mm, Pinterest. That's good. I did not have that planned actually. <laughs> um, but it's, I mean, I haven't thought about how the spinoff series would work. I mean, sure. Bryce could be harboring some secret shit too. My thought with them was, you know, um, Jackie is like acting like Joker or kind of retro. It's sort of like world's finest where Jackie is Batman and Bryce is Superman. So he's a good one. He's doing all the things right. He's presentable She's the dark child who's dark and you know all that other stuff. Um, it's a horrible way of describing them. But I've never thought of Bryce secretly being the bad one. But who knows, man? I yeah, I could do that. <laughs> interesting. There, yeah. was, there was an interesting moment, but I'm, I don't want to mention it if it's in, in one of the other issues. But it was with Harley and Bryce. Was it when she slapped him? No, wait. No, that was his daughter. Was the other one. <laughs> no, it was like she. It was an interesting, like, parent moment. I think you're talking about Bruce, and that was in a later issue. No, 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 no. She turned to her son and said, like, what am I doing wrong? Or or something to that effect. That was issue one. one? Okay. And I was just like, you know, it's like, man, she's still, like, she's not, I don't know, she's a mom and everything, but she's still, like, I don't know. It was a weird moment, you know. Like putting that on your son, like you're the parent. What are you asking him? What am I doing wrong? You know. Yeah. Yeah. That's. But that's that's so often. That's so often something parents do without knowing it is they're parentifying their kids. You know. That speaks to her. You know her. Whatever. Whatever she's been through in her life. Yeah, like the point was to show Harley struggling. Like she really could use another parent. Could use a man in her life. Yeah. Yeah. And she didn't really have. strong parent examples when she was young yeah. so she's just trying to figure this out yeah yeah all right so there's a question for you should harley and bruce get together by the end of the book oh spoilers that's uh so, that's more issue two and three so sorry about that but <laughs> mm-hmm. no, should uh, they, I, I, i'm asking your opinion should, should they get they? together 
this is already obvious an issue in volume two or three. I mean, everyone wants to know if Bruce and Harley are going to get together. So I don't think it's a spoiler. I'm just asking your opinion, what you think. I'll say yes, because Joker's I want you dead, to get... I say yes. I want you to get death threats from, like, Harley stands who don't want that. I want you, I want you to come... I want you to get... I want you to check all your boxes as a creator. I want you to get a death threat from Harley yeah. stands who You're don't gonna want that. You're going to have the, the Batcat stands that are going to be threatened. Pissed. Don't forget about the Wonder Bat fans. Oh, yeah. Well, this is a new category. You're creating a... we got to come up with a, a Harley Batman... A uh, couple term. What Harley. is the term? Quinn yeah. bat. The the uh, bat the batty quins. I don't know. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I I like the idea of them ending up together. You know, when it comes to the point where okay, here we are at the end of all things, <laughs> yeah. and we still have each other. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's a good instinct. So uh, it's funny. A lot of people went through these different stages of Bruce and Harley. And stage one was like. Oh, I like their friendship. It's cool that Bruce relies on her and he respects her because she kind of kept Joker in line. And stage two is like, I think she's flirting with him. I don't know <laughs> if I like that, but yeah. Bruce is kind of brushing it off. So, okay, I guess that works. Stage three was like, she's definitely into him and Bruce can't see it. I don't know if I like this. What am I thinking? And then stage four is like, oh my God, get them together. Why can't they just fuck? <laughs> it's like uh... <laughs> They've converted very like not. I'm not saying Bruce and Harley belong together in every uh, series, but in this one, I've accidentally converted everybody, and now people are like yelling at me. We want them to grind it out, <laughs> pound it out, pound it out. It's like it's like well, Jim and Pam in the office. <laughs> yeah, uh, Sean, we have been going strong now. This is the. Two hour mark of the second, yep. holy shit, of the second uh, part of our interview with you. We want to respect your yeah. time. Um, my wife's probably wondering where I am. Um, the, the listeners are always treated to your honesty and your insight. Thank you so much for joining us, man. Um, anytime you, you want to come back for anything. You know what? Before we go, I, I, I meant to ask you earlier, plot holes, the UFO the the uh, the the UFO at the very beginning of plot holes when you yeah. the way you took that inspiration and design where did that come from? Uh, the shape of the UFO. Yeah, it's it's a traditional UFO plate or whatever you want. Yeah. To, I don't know what. How do they call it? I don't know what they call I it. Don't, I don't know where the dish saucer shape. Dish. Came from. There you go. It's the dish shape. Disc or whatever. You have, where you? I, where do you think it came from? Well, I don't know. Like, it's a perfect UFO. It's like it's like the perfect uh, it's the perfect visual of a UFO, traditional nineteen forty seven Roswell, yeah. New Mexico UFO. Yeah, I, I just yeah, I don't know. I got lucky, I guess. A- I drew it right yeah. on the side, so it was really easy to render. I didn't have to draw ellipses for it or anything. Beautiful. Like that. It is. Uh, I'm a UFO guy. Robin's a UFO oh. guy. He, we're into that stuff, so uh, oh, okay. that shit looked fucking amazing. And uh, <laughs> it, for those listening, plot holes. If you missed out on the Indiegogo, Sean mentioned that he is going to have issues available in the near future, um, yeah. both at Image and if you see him at cons and if you see him at his uh, website. So definitely check that out. Anybody else have anything before we let Sean go? This has been an amazing opportunity to speak with him. Uh, I just want to leave out for anyone who has not yet read. Uh, the previous White Knight volumes and you want to jump into this one, I do recommend going back, reading the others first, because this series has 
a lot of moving parts in it that all began in the previous uh, volume. So do yourself a service and uh, get to those ones first. Mm-hmm. And also the Harley Quinn tie-in. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, 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 all of it. So next time I come back, I go. I think I should just talk about alien stuff with uh, Robin. And <laughs> Dude, if you do, we'll go all man, <laughs> bro. Telling you, man, we can do a whole episode of on aliens and UFOs if you want. We'll 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 do yeah. that stuff. Yeah, forever. That sounds cool. Yeah, we don't talk about Batman at all. Because I mean, you guys probably know way more than I do, but I'm I'm down to bullshit about that. Oh, <laughs> Sean, uh, I've annoyed these fucking guys. <laughs> relentlessly with UFO information. They're, they're tired of hearing me Tom's talk about also, it. Tom's also starting a uh, Bigfoot podcast. Bigfoot. <laughs> Not going to oh lie to you, God. Sean. Next thing you need to add is Bigfoot into somewhere that you do. If you want some Bigfoot Bigfoot info, you come and see me, man. My friend, <laughs> she just wrote a book on Bigfoot in Maine because there's oh. a lot of sightings. There's a history of Bigfoot in Maine. That What's her name? Her name is Michelle Salieri. I'll send you a, a, I'll send you a link later. Uh, oh, my God, dude. I'm, I'm telling yeah. you right now, dude. Uh, Bigfoot has become. I mean, he was always been awesome, but more than recently, when I've been looking sorry, into everybody. him, yeah, yeah. Sorry for this fucking Bigfoot talk. Bigfoot has become one of the most amazing cryptids that I've ever looked into. Uh, yeah. He's real, one hundred percent. Not necessarily a physical <laughs> being, more so an interdimensional being. Long story short, anyways, uh, I'm very interested in learning about that. I will read that book and we will promote it. Sean, thank you so much, man. Um, thanks guys, so much for coming on and. You know, Nobody I'm so sorry. So sorry about Robin and sending you all those nudes. Uh, <laughs> please, please, please take our sincerest apologies for that. Uh, but uh, Sean Murphy, Bat Force Radio exclusive. He will be back. Thank you so much, man. Obi Wayne. Ha- hashtag Obi Wayne. Um, hashtag uh, Beyond Batman Beyond White Knight. Have a good night, man. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, guys.